0: What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kowal and we are Atlanta's end. two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports. Wacky-ass hijinks and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? It's been better, Graham. It sort of depressing it's week. been uh, raining for the past three days. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of at rock bottom in terms of Well, Falcons and Adam. Hawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brave season being over. I know there's other things going on that uh, some people are excited about, but... We'll forgot about uh, United. <laughs> I did not forget about the United. You did not mention them. I'm excited about them, Graham. Oh, are you now? I'm excited yeah. about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I'm alright. I started watching that Civil War, uh, Ken Burns Civil War documentary that sure. uh, you and Jared were t- telling me about. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, huh? It's legit, yeah. man. Just try to finish it. Uh, the Vietnam one's even longer. Is it better or worse though? I'm more interested in the Civil War, so I I gravitated more towards the Civil War yeah. one. I thought I would like the Vietnam more just because it's a lot more uh, actual live action footage. Sure, they didn't really have those capabilities back then for mm-hmm. the Civil War. But, you, you, but it's quality. If you're not watching an Atlanta professional sports, I would I would give it a watch. Wow. That's for sure. Official Adam Calaway endorsement on, yep. a, on a on a movie. That's On yep. documentary. Never heard that before in my yeah. life. Well, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The bizarro Twilight Zone universe we live in. But back to the regular universe, uh, i got a bone to pick with you. All right. So Graham starts my Monday morning by sending it out was, an... It was Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. Is that today? Yeah. My current day morning, <laughs> which is Wednesday. Right. By sending out a group thread, uh, basically pretty stoked about the fact that... <laughs> Pap's blue ribbon might be going out of business. I wasn't stoked. I was just pointing it out. It seemed like you had a little. Uh, I wanted to get people riled up. A little flair in your comment. I just want to get people riled up. Like it made you happy. Didn't make me happy. I was just like, I know this will get people pissed off, so I kind of approached it a little, the uh, little grandstanding, if you will. So you like pissing people off? Yeah, it's funny mm-hmm. seeing everybody's reaction to that. Well, I don't think it'll happen, Graham. Well, tell them what the fuck was actually said so they have some context. Oh, basically, uh, <laughs> PBR is 100% produced by Miller Coors. Did you know that? I did not know that. Oh. So that was uh, educational. Revelation. I assume they were still using the same uh, vat that they did 125 years ago when they started up in the 1890s. No doubt. Right that's... after the Civil War, actually, is when they started brewing. Nah. So it all, It's only 30 Years yeah. after, so. Yeah, it's all relatable. Oh, okay. It was a Civil War veteran all that's, relatable. that started Pap's Blue Ribbon. No shit. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Um, but yeah, Miller claims that they're not going to produce it anymore because it's not financially feasible for them, which I just see. It's kind of like uh, Scott Boris trying to get a new deal for uh, Bryce Harger. Bryce Harper, yeah, or uh, any or like Julio trying to get a new deal like two years before his deal's actually up because there's still five years left on the Miller Coors deal with Pabst Blue Ribbon, uh-huh. but they're just kind of trying to, you know, get guys like us talking about it. So the implication is that eventually, or that Miller's Coors will pull out and then Pabst Blue Ribbon will be no more. Yeah, they won't have any anybody to produce, to produce their beer. They're saying. Which is sort of Doesn't crazy considering that everyone I fucking know drinks like 27 cans of Pabst Blue Ribbon per weekend. So it <laughs> makes no sense to me. You also live in a uh, a yuppie, hipster, liberal town. town. Yes. yes, that's true. Yes. Um, well, they drink it out in the country too though. Yeah. It's pretty standard. It's, it's, in it's for all people. Out in Clemson, South Carolina. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not worried about it yet, Graham. But it got you upset. It did. You were very uh, defensive in your response. I can't remember exactly what you said, but it was pretty funny. Yeah. You you claimed you would actually, because I I called Pepsi Urban piss water, because I do think it tastes like shit, or piss water. And so you said you would drink actual piss water if they were uh, shuttered. So I want to hold you to that. Yeah, that's just how confident I am that it's not going to happen. So we'll get someone to piss in a cup of water. No, no, we're just talking like a couple drops of urine, Okay, and then you water it down. That's technically piss water. It's technically Papsley-Rubbin. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. so, just a jerk, Graham. Uh, that's fair. I'm in a surly mood, Adam. Because the Falcons pissed me off well, on so Sunday. So am I. Yeah, so, right. we'll Maybe see. this will be a very confrontational show we'll, and one, one of our deaths. We'll see how this goes. No. So, yeah, this weekend was rough um, for the Falcons. Where to begin? I didn't look up any stats. This game just depressed the shit out of me. All I know is that the Falcons lost 28-16 to to the Browns at the Browns. And Nick Chubb rushed for like 190 yards. And it was a piss-poor flat performance. Um, red zone problems for the offense, reared their ugly head again. Couldn't score from inches away from the goal line from like, like two or three plays. Um, defense just got run all over. They looked sluggish and awful. Secondary is torn apart again, this time by a rookie quarterback. Granted, a good rookie quarterback, but Jesus Christ. I don't know where to begin with this game, and I don't know how much I want to talk about the game. I want to talk more personally about the implications from this game. But what were your thoughts as you watched this uh, shitstorm? Well, I went back and uh, watched the highlights while I was waiting here for you. No, which was good because I was kind of... Well, I'm still in the same mood. Don't really want to talk about it. But your cornerbacks. Awful. Alford and Trufant. Every single big play, it was just them getting beat one-on-one. Yeah, no, they suck. Like They're both awful. And I saw I saw Pro Football Focus put out a bunch of numbers. And across the board, Trufant, Alford, Poole are all uh, having their worst, career worst years by pro football focus standards. Yes. Yeah. I think Alfred ranks as, like, the worst cornerback in the league. His rating is like 48.8, which is abysmal for for their ratings. Yeah, it, it's just, I mean, and, and then, like, Trufant, and I, I remember you were close to um, punching a hole through the wall on Chubb's 92-yard run. Yeah. Where Pussed out. It was just the weakest attempt to make a, Play he doesn't I've want to tackle seen. anybody he doesn't want to tackle anybody He doesn't want to cover anybody and he can't catch a ball when he gets an opportunity i mean maybe uh he's, he, he is just it's not even regression to the point where it's like he's regressed back to like a you know for hypothetical purposes you know oh he regressed back to how he played in his rookie year like no this is worse this is beyond regression this is like decomposition this is pathetic for him. Maybe he's worried about concussions and doesn't want to hit people anymore. Well, fucking retire then. Stop wasting my time. Yeah. Stop wasting the team's time. I agree this with that. This is bullshit. Fucking Isaiah Oliver, great dollars, our best cornerback in the pro football focus ratings. Out of all the cornerbacks I've gotten regular playing times, he's the best. And he's been trounced this year. mean, he's had a couple of moments. And he's a rookie. But he's a rookie. True Font is supposed to be one, you know, supposedly uh, an elite cover corner. Um, and Alfred was supposed to be taking some big steps heading into this year. And he actually looked fine early in the season, but he's just getting absolutely torched up these last few weeks, if not longer. I mean, pretty much since that um, since the Bengals game, I think, or maybe a little before that, he's just been awful, awful. You think we can uh, get what was that kid's name that smoked weed, uh, Jalen Collins, to come back? Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, I don't know where he even is at this point, but. I mean, one thing that really makes me think is that how much did Ricardo Allen and Keanu Neal cover for those guys? Are those guys those guys are much better with them on the field? Well, it's it's that, and then we're not getting the pressure that we should be getting. Yeah, so they're having to cover for longer. Sure, and that makes sense. Then the the pass rush was, was still pretty awful this this week and uh, or last week. But uh, it, and it comes again comes down to once again, it's like four man rush every play, no attempt to, blint, to blitz. And it's like when we've mixed in blitzes recently, it's it's worked. Even if we haven't gotten sacks, we've gotten people out of – quarterbacks out of rhythm a little bit, even though the quarterbacks overall are still torching us. At least we've been able to get some stops. You know, there's been some positivity there. And, um, you know, the run defense looked fantastic uh, the last two weeks. And they get absolutely torched by the Browns. And uh, a, a thing came out after the game – with Devondre Campbell being interviewed and he was like, yeah, we didn't take them. I'm paraphrasing, but pretty much we didn't take the Browns seriously. And that, that hurt us. And We didn't have the energy. And it's like, how can you not take anyone seriously at this point? If this is true, how can you not take anyone seriously at this point when you are four and four in every game, you're fighting for your life. This pretty much doomed the season. As far as I'm concerned, doomed it because it makes a big difference. If you were to win against the Browns, against the Cowboys, Going into the Saints game, you're 6-4. and four. Now, best case scenario, you go in there 5-5. Five and five, And there's no way in hell we're beating the Saints at the Saints. Well, that's the only kicker. Like, the only way this doesn't doom us is if somehow... Because we had assumed the Saints was going to be a loss no matter what. Yeah. So somehow we just have to pull that game out. Yeah. and that, Don't ask me how that happens, Graham. It's not going to happen. And don't yell at me about it either. I want to be wasted out of my mind watching that game, just crying and cowering in the corner because now the Falcons got me super like I'm always emotionally invested in the team but I tried to you know temper my expectations take it easy they pulled us back in they pulled us just when we, just when we thought we were out they pulled us back in because that Redskins performance was so goddamn convincing so, some of our biggest critics out there you know who you are yeah told us that it was our fault of course because we were overly overly optimistic you know what we didn't take the Browns seriously either I kind of did. I think I remember saying um, that the Browns almost beat the Saints. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I guess we did take it. We took them a little more seriously, at least in the Falcons. The state. Falcons should have listened to us. Yeah. I mean, you've got to know going into those games, especially when you're watching film, it's like these guys easily could have won th- at least three more games this year. Yeah. Uh, I know they were in if a, they tail- had a ki- if they had a kicker, right? If they were they were in a tailspin a little bit, but especially early in the year. I mean, if, they were- if they had just gone into this year having a Giorgio Tovecchio. they would have. They probably have a positive over five hundred record. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it. makes me wonder. Also, just going back to Devondre Campbell's quote. What does this say about this team to you? Well, that doesn't look good on Coach Bro. No, doesn't look. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is what you're getting at. Right. But moving forward, what does that mean? If that's true, and he's probably not speaking for everyone, but at the same time, he that was his perception of things. Yeah. And you have to take that I mean, seriously. That, I appreciate the candor, but it's also very disconcerting. Yeah, they flubbed it, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, I, I see them kind of doing the opposite this week, and... Not laying another uh, donut out there, if you right. will, well, especially with Dallas coming and they just beat the Eagles at the Eagles. So I mean, you know, they're not they're technically not, dead. They're not pushovers. They also have a arguably the you know, I think they the have top the same three record running, as us, right? Yeah. Uh, I think they're five and five. Maybe I don't fucking know. Nah, they're four. They have four wins. What are we? Four and five? We are four and five. They're four and five too. Okay, they were three and five. Yeah, you're right. So. So it's a big game. It is a big game, and they're I, all big games. I agree. It, it it reflects poorly on this coaching staff. It reflects poorly on players. You know, for a guy like Dan Quinn that preaches like every moment is huge, no matter what you're doing, big or small, whether in the weight room or on the practice field or in a game. To have that be the public perception of this team is that's how they you know the preparation is so key. Um, and every facet of the game is so key to them in terms of just being mentally locked in. This disavows that to me and says that this is maybe not a team in disarray, but it shows that there's a lack of following the standards that are trying to be set. The precedent that's trying to be set is not being followed, and that automatically makes the coaching staff, and especially Dan Quinn, look like a fool because it makes me think the message is being lost, for lack of a better way to put it. I mean, it's pretty damn simple. Maybe. Or we just got beat. Or we just got beat. And, you know... I think they were like in the trenches. The Browns were pretty uh, staunch on both side yeah. sides of the ball, getting yeah. pressure, and I mean all those those goal line stands. Like we could not run the ball. No, off. we couldn't get, and and that was the frustrating part. On those goal line stands, you got to think if you get that one um, conversion in the in the red zone that we failed, that's a whole new ball game at that point. That swings momentum back to the Browns side. Um, and it's also just inexcusable We can't get it into the red zone In that situation Like why can't we just run the ball Up the middle Or just quarterback sneak it I don't give a shit One thing that I still don't understand Adam Is that there was a penalty on the Browns Unless they picked it up we were, I think we were watching the game on mute So maybe they picked it up But there was like Matt Ryan snuck Sneaked it in And it looked like they called it on the Browns But it was still third down should have been an on yeah. back first down. I don't know what the fuck. They happened. must have picked that up. I don't know. I, don't I, I know it. what you're talking about. Then yeah. there's some weird shit with the clock that we were very confused about. Right. Like players would run out of bounds and the clock keeps going. Yeah. Or maybe their attack tackled. Are in bounds. Are we just ignorant on maybe that? Maybe now? so. I don't know. We're living in the past. Perhaps. I don't. That's frustrating. Well, then, speaking of frustrating, Sinu, that fire. That fumble hurt. What was he doing? I don't know. The only time you reach out with the ball like that is if you're at the goal line. It right. He's getting, he's getting like three or four yards and... That, that second, would have made it a 17. third and 11. Yeah. yeah. Man, I appreciate fighting for every yard, but Jesus Christ, not when that happens. So, I mean, that, that was brutal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you got some shit to say about your boy Vic Beasley. Yeah. So, um, Vic Beasley, who... Recall we drafted him eight overall. So, as we've discussed. 2015. Um, Out of like 152 edge rushers, he's ranked 149. He's almost the worst edge rusher in the league. According right to? Oh, some football people. Pro football focus or something? Probably. Okay. He has seven tackles on the year. What, one sack? One sack. That sack, the Drew Brees sack? Yes. Yeah. Seven tackles, three penalties, one sack. Yeah, I'm done with him. I mean, you're not picking up his option, I'll tell you that much. You wise. can't do that. I think they already exercised it, but I think they have the right to refuse exercising it or something just, by, just like, just letting of next the, year. Well, I mean... Let him go to the Rams, he'll get 10 sacks. Yeah, next I mean, year. he's going to be a beast with the Patriots next year. There's, no, the Patriots, there's yeah. no doubt about that. For sure. But, I mean, it's... um, Yeah, he's just got that speed rush, and that's it. Yeah. One move's not going to get the job done mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yeah, it's a shame that he has not be able to adapt, because, I mean... He's got talent. Sure, it's there. It's just ever you can't since put it we together. Ever since we saw him out in the battery, boozing it up, it's been yeah. That's the last here. fucking place he should have been. Yeah, it was like a game day weekend too. Yeah, it was that Friday night? I think It was a Friday night. Yes, yeah, Friday night. What the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. Stay focused, man. Do that shit in the off season. Easy for us to say, but you know, last thing I'm doing is if I'm an NFL player and my life is contingent on me getting huge salaries best believe I'm putting in the work I'm sure he's putting in the work but But I mean like even there are no off days during the regular during season the, yeah during the season That's fair. from training camp through the end of the year whenever that ends you gotta be you gotta be on it mm-hmm. I mean otherwise you go from getting a big second contract right. to maybe getting like the veterans minimum sure I mean to yeah go out get, get so. go out get a nice dinner maybe go out with the boys one time but maybe you know, do that like on a Wednesday or something don't give me this shit on Friday right? when your body's got to recover. Or, or do it Sunday after the game. Or do it Sunday after the game. Perfect. Go get trashed. Yeah, while your body is totally fucked. Yeah, perfect timing. Yeah, exactly. Just numb, use it a little bit more. Numb the pain. And then recover. Yeah. Yeah. We should be uh, nutritionists. Or trainers. <laughs> 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 we should be something, that's yeah. for sure. We should be something more than what we are. Which is exactly what the Falcon should be, too. Exactly. And it, it makes me think, too... I don't know what to expect from this team anymore. All I know is is that I've seen them play at their best. I've seen them play at their worst. Um, and regardless of how they play, they've dug their grave a little deeper. And even if they were to come out and whip the Cowboys next week, it doesn't matter because you've lost that cushion. You literally can only lose one more game and expect to have any shot of making the playoffs. 9-7, I don't think it's going to get it done. Um... So, you really got to almost win out, and I I cannot foresee this team doing that. Dallas game is going to be tough. The Saints game is going to be tough. The Ravens game, regardless of whatever's going on with them, is going to be tough. Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson will probably play and throw for 500 yards and rush for 250. Um, Trufant will drop three picks. And that secondary, especially with the secondary, regardless of the the pass rush in the secondary... Defense's two most glaring weaknesses. And even if you get Deion Jones back, he's going to make a huge impact. I, I hope. But then again, he's been a, he hasn't been a game speed. For I don't weeks see him making weeks, a huge weeks. Impact immediately. Yeah, and maybe my expectations are a little uh, I mean, stunted he, there. He just had foot surgery. Yeah. Like you think his conditioning's all there? Like probably not. But I think too. My once again, I'm not going to. Even if they come out and just whip Dallas's ass next week and hold Zeke Elliott to like 10 yards rushing, I am not ever going to get excited for the rest of the year for this team, even if they went out. So I can't you, I can't do it. I'm you, going to be invested. I'm going to watch. But I'm going to go back to tempering expectations because they're too goddamn inconsistent and they play with your emotions too much as a fan and they don't know who they are and they lack that killer instinct and clearly they don't value the week-to-week play that they preach. Remember um, when 2018 was supposed to just be a fun year? Like, it was like the regular season it was just like, eh, we're just gearing up for the playoffs, right. basically. Let's yeah. let's try to get a number. Let's go 11, home field advantage at the very least. Let's go eleven and five, twelve and four, get the two seed. Trying trying to get that Super Bowl uh, home Super Bowl game. No, yep. and now it's just like, please don't want to be the Saints and Patriots. Yeah, that would if it's the Saints and Patriots at the Dens. I would, like I said last week, refused to watch that shit. Not happening. So. Well, that was a fun segment. It was. I think we've wrapped it up, though. Nice Thrashers uh, jacket you're wearing there, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, Graham. It's in mint condition. Appreciate that. Yeah. It's like you're in mid-season form. I've seen a lot of Thrashers gear around lately. I was at a... Um, it was a couple of weeks ago when we went to that cabin we stopped at some uh, antique shop. Mm. They had a game-worn signed Thrashers jersey. Now you should have picked for that sell up. there. How much? Like 80 bucks ah, for some God. loser that I don't know who all he is. Right, yeah, never mind. Yeah. And I, What I, I'm going to wear my hockey jersey around. Why not? And then people will talk to me about hockey like I know about hockey. Well, hey, That's man. what I get with this all right. the time. Anytime yeah. I wear this out. You're like, you just look around like with your hands out. I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Um, Braves. Braves won a lot of postseason awards. Snicker wins Manager of the Year. Acuna wins Rookie of the Year. Marcakis Freeman, and Enciarte won gold gloves. Um, A lot of people on Twitter have been going nuts, and justifiably so, particularly on the Acuna Rookie of the Year. Really cool. But the postseason awards and awards in general don't move the meter for me anymore. And I was thinking about it, because I'm exactly the same way. I was telling Graham on the phone today, I kind of... I think just with this depressing weather and depressing Falcons game from Sunday kind of stayed away from Twitter and the social medias yesterday. And I completely missed Snitker winning it, which, I mean, great for him. Everyone knows I'm a big Snit guy. I've been preaching Snit since way before Graham was on board with him and a lot of other users out there that wanted, I don't know, Bobby Cox to come back, as I'm sure Hugo would have liked. Oh, Hugo would have liked that. Or like... Todd Helton or some random some random player that just retired and probably knows a lot about analytics. Um, Snit's so the guy. There's no doubt about that. Great for him. He's earned everything he got. But I think I'm at an age in my life where I want more. To me, all these awards they just feel like consolation prizes at this point. And like even winning the NL East that was awesome. That was a good moment. But I want more. Yeah, we've done that our whole lives. So. I mean, Not we, but... The like even, like, MVPs, that doesn't do anything for me. Like, Matt Ryan winning the MVP, that was cool. We didn't win the Super Bowl. Right. Um, yeah, it sort of doesn't... Like I saw something today where the Falcons were posting on Twitter saying, oh, you know what you gotta do, vote for our guys for the Pro Bowl. And I was like... Oh, uh, who, no one yeah, cares yeah. about the Pro Bowl. I was Pro like, Bowl. fuck you. Especially after that debacle against the Browns. Pro Bowl's, one, the biggest joke there is. That's what all these all-star... Um, these postseason awards, awards, I don't take anything away from the guys. I take away from the process. The All-Star Game and Pro Bowl across everything is a fucking popularity contest for the most part with the exception of players and coaches voting in their contemporaries. But, um, you know, the postseason awards are a bunch of baseball writers. I mean, they, they know about the game, sure, but it's sort of like I don't care about their opinion as much. I mean, Hall of Fame is also like, you know, one of the greatest honors you can get anywhere for any sport once again riders and to earn the respect of the riders is great to be recognized for your accomplishments is fantastic um, you know that, that I'm not taking anything away from like the accomplishment of doing that but it's like to the fan and me right now I can wholeheartedly agree with you that it just doesn't I'm not going to get super excited for it I want yeah exactly I want more as a fan, I want the team to succeed above all others. Above all other teams. That's all that matters. I, uh, the individual awards, Yeah. Well, it's funny because I know it used to mean a lot more to me. Like, I remember when Josh Smith won the uh, slam dunk contest in 2005. <laughs> I was jacked about that <laughs> oh, for like sure. three months. Yeah. Like, I would talk about it. I was just, I mean, because that was as close as I could come to a championship right. Right at that point right. in time. But, but think about it, too. Once again, it comes from subjectivity. It comes from um, writers, it comes from judges, it comes from whatever. It doesn't come down, it comes down to the play on the field and how people feel about it, but you cannot, you know, and there's plenty of people that, you know, feel like various folks get robbed of awards and people get robbed of MVPs during years when they should have won. That's all subjective. What's the only objective thing is winning the goddamn championship. That's That's it. That's what people will remember. Yeah. No one can take. That away from you, unless you're like you know doing something super scandalous, and even then, the Patriots have proven that, that doesn't matter. But you, I think that that sort of sums up our views on these things. Is that what it comes down to is winning the fucking championship? That's objective. Winning an award, well, great, entirely subjective. Yeah, 2018 is over for uh, the Braves. I'm looking forward to 2019. Uh, we got these winter meetings coming up. Let's see what Anthopolis is going to do. Um, I think something goes down in the next couple of weeks, Graham. Yeah, I mean, usually For, around... The first trade that I've seen happen today. Oh, yeah, what was it? Yeah, it was a bunch of losers oh, okay. from the Pirates to Rockies or something. Usually, no big names. Usually but... a little before Thanksgiving, a little after Thanksgiving is when we really start to see these things start heating up, particularly around then and then into January, you know. But... Uh, December, hopefully we'll get, uh, some early presents, because I think, like I has been saying, we got the money to spend, let's see what fucking happens, man. Should we have a parade if we sign Bryce Harper? No. That's like the, who's that, Southern Florida or Central Florida, those losers who think they won the college football championship because they beat Auburn or whatever. You would be jacked, though. I'd be jacked, but I'm not gonna say we should have a parade. Parades are for champions. And we, sir, are not champions. Well, just you and I can have a parade. I mean, we can just hang out and drink and be like, yeah! <laughs> And then watch him put up, like, negative .2 war for the next ten <laughs> seasons. And Dick Barkakis wins a World Series championship right. and it hits, like, hits like four, Yeah, hits 40 bombs the next year for the Nationals. How oh, oh, fucked up oh, would that oh, be? God. That would never happen, but that would be pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Oh, hey, we're we're two for two on a depressing segment sure. so far. Yeah, so um, I guess a happier thing is uh, the very subject we know the least about, Atlanta United. <laughs> Officially moving on to the next round, the Eastern Conference Finals against the New York Red Bulls beat, uh, so, beat no. New York City 3-1. to one. We actually watched the game on Sunday after the Falcons debacle. I got pretty jacked. Yeah, I could tell you were into it. Yeah, Joseph Martinez, man. That, that guy's just... He was fucking on, and that, that was a great thing, too. I knew... I knew once he got that uh, free kick, or whatever they call it, when it was just him versus the goalie, I mean, he toyed with that goalie like uh, it was, a, it was, it was child's was, that play. That was pretty awesome. That was such a great fake, I and the goalie sells out the wrong way and Joseph nicks the shot. I mean, like anytime he is is kicking ass, I mean, your eyes are glued to the screen. You just can't wait to see what he does next. And then he scores a goal near the end of the game, too, to, to seal the deal. United wins 3-1 now moves on to Red Bulls, but I mean, I had a really good time watching the game. It's sort of like, you know, watching United is like going to the gym for me. I don't want to do it. I know it's kind of <laughs> good for me, but I don't want to do it. But when I'm in the moment and I'm actually doing it, I like it a lot. It's just the process of getting there is, is the problem for me. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not, Graham. A little bit. It's not a compliment, I'm just being honest. Okay. I'm not here to compliment anybody. I'm not here to polish assholes. Sure. And I think I'm starting to realize another part of my problem with the United hmm. is I don't know how to talk about it. Oh, yeah. This segment's over in about 15 seconds. Yeah. We have no idea what to say. September, November 25th. Is that the next game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is against the Red Bulls. And I, I got an email from um, uh, Luis. No, Orlando Ruiz. Who is a ticket salesman uh-huh. with the Una- Atlanta United? He's trying to hawk me some uh, group tickets for Ooh. that game. How much are they going for? Thirty bucks. I'd do that. Is it bad? S- stay in a room. I don't know. Looking at spe- that, there's a special offer. I like to go. That'd be fun. I'm sure if we go, they'll only VIPs such as myself uh-huh. get those special offers oh, gotcha. in their email. I'm, I'm sure uh, if we go, they definitely lose though. Like, yeah, and I feel like if we go at this point, then it's like we're bandwagoners. No, I mean, no. I can't sit here and, well, we're not talking shit, but we, we've had negative press about them, and then we the, we go to the, we, the only games <laughs> I would go to is the season opener and the second playoff game. Well, I've been to a couple of games this year, season opener and some random game. Okay. So, I mean, I think, you know, it's like we talked about, we don't really hate United. It's just, it's hard for harder for us to get into. That's 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 what it comes well, down to. You do to. have a flag on the front of your house now. We do, in the new Graham Waldrop studio. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, came with the house. Nice. But, uh, you know, it was pretty cool. Should replace it with a Braves flag. But, uh, should replace it with a Falcons flag and put a bag over it. <laughs> <laughs> that ironic. Yes. So, but yeah, playing the Red Bulls, as those who care or watch... Uh, United know the Red Bulls are kind of our nemesis in terms of, uh, I don't know if we've ever actually beaten them before in our two years of existence. They always seem to beat us. I don't know either. Yeah, but I know that historically. were not they our first game? I think they were our first game at Bobby Dodd. Very first game in uh, franchise history. Yeah. And we lost. And we lost, yeah. I I don't think we've ever beaten them. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. I think they've been the top team in the East the whole year from what I understand. And I have no idea how they're gonna settle. That's not true. We were the first team in the East for a while. Okay, well fuck me then. Yeah. But uh, get your facts straight, Graham. I'm glad you're here to correct me, Mr. Soccer. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's United playing in the Red Bulls, Eastern Conference Finals. I have no idea how the playoff format works. And no one does. Yeah. And that's that. If they win this, they go to the MLS Cup, they win that, they win the fucker, and then Atlanta gets a, a championship. we'll discuss that we'll discuss discuss that a little more later okay yeah well good job though that was a pretty solid Atlanta segment for for just the two of us it's alright yeah Yeah. well not Atlanta United segment not just Atlanta segment (laughs) Atlanta (laughs) segment it's all this is one big long Atlanta segment yeah Uh, episode 3 of season 2 right is is any is ah, any news about the Hawks or it's worth going into. I have a new theory on the Hawks, who are now three and eleven. After did you watch that game Sunday night? That was the Lakers game. Yeah. No, I watched Ozark instead. I forgot the Hawks were on. So <clears throat> Hawks made a good fourth quarter comeback, and are up one with about twenty seconds or so to go. Get our nemesis, LeBron. LeBron's on the line. Misses his first free throw, misses the second free throw, and then the ball clings around forever and it ends up going back over the hoop for LeBron to get a tip slam. Yeah, I saw that play. And I but thought did you see him hanging on the rim I was just about for about 12 seconds? Yeah, should have been. And not a technical was called. Should have been a technical. Like, what gets, the hell? It's because he gets preferential treatment and he's LeBron. It's unreal. It, yeah, and the only reason you can hang on the rim is to protect either yourself or someone below you so that you're not, like, falling on top of them. He clearly wasn't doing that absolute horseshit. And the fact that he's that uh, jacked up about beating some rebuilding Hawks team just shows how shitty the Lakers are, and they can screw off. For now. They're, they're, they'll be there. Yeah, but, I mean, that, that was, that was a, a poor display on the NBA's part that they didn't want to mess with their precious superstar even though he can break the rules and do whatever he wants. I mean, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. And then and then, a, what Vince Carter thought should have been called a um, goaltending on the play by Trey Young there at the end of the game mm-hmm. uh, was not called, of course. Right. And we lose by one. Yeah. What are you going to do? That's the way she goes. Some home cooking right there. Um, yeah, so we're 3-11 now after losing somewhat of a close game to the Warriors, surprisingly. Uh, but my new theory on the Hawks is that they're purposefully keeping John Collins out. To lose more? Yes. I'm okay with that. And also, there's absolutely no reason to bring him back until he's 100, not even 100%, 110%. Make sure there is literally no risk that he's going to re-injure, what was his ankle? Yeah. Yeah. Make sure there's no chance that's going to happen. I mean, it must have been amputated, though. How how do you go from being out... A few games at the beginning of the year. To the, I mean, they're almost 15 in now. That's not a few. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I want to see the guy on the court. No, you could be right, but I also think you know it's tough to come back from injury. You don't know all the details. You're just getting what the press feeds you. You're not getting probably the whole story. I got the whole story. Do you know? Well, I'm I'm making up my new story. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't care. If he needs to rest until the end of the month, that's fine. Bring him back in December. Bring him back when he's ready. He's such a key cog in this, in this machine that we're trying to build that to put him at risk for any future injury is, is silly. So I think they're doing the right thing. And if it is to lose a couple more games, so be it. I don't want to win that many games this year. We've talked about the new percentages, right, for uh, the new lottery? How does it work? So it's some shit like... It's like the the four teams with the worst record mm-hmm. all have like a, f- like a 14% chance. So it's equal? Yes. Okay. And even if you have one of the top like three worst records in the league, mm-hmm. you only have like... No, wait. Right, in top five, you only have like a 30% chance of getting in the top three or something right. sort of like that. So. Basically, us losing doesn't help us like it did last year. It's still You still want to be in that bottom tier. We're going to be in that tier. You still want to be in that bottom tier. And even though the NBA is trying to take counteractive measures to tanking, it's still very much a thing. And I appreciate, I humbly appreciate the process. I've embraced it. And it is what it is. And I'm glad we're able to go to one of the games to win. You, you hate to see your team lose, but you got to understand that today's NBA, you've got to acquire a shit ton of draft picks and utilize those draft picks and either trading for big market superstars or using them to acquire what you hope will be big superstars. The only way to do that is to get big-time picks, and that's exactly what we're trying to do. So let it play out and just accept that the next two to three years, if not longer, are just going to be rough basketball. But hopefully it'll all pay off. Still don't think two to three years. Just gotta get Zion, Graham. It doesn't it's not just gonna be him. And we're instant contenders. I, contenders for what? A playoff spot or a, a NBA championship? championship. I think you're delusional. I think you're absolutely delusional. Well, I think you're mean. You can think what you want. And so can I. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. So if we get Zion Williamson, okay, let's make I'll it. I'll drink piss water. <laughs> 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 if we don't win an NBA championship. Okay, so if we get Zion Williamson, then by, let's see, 2022, if we haven't won NBA championship, you will drink piss water. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. That's an easy I'll, I'll bet. Shake that. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I look forward to this. We will let you know how this plays out by November, November 14th, 2022. Put it in a Google Calendar reminder. Uh, I think I might do that tonight. <laughs> um, anything else going on and that you care to discuss about? Atlanta sports tonight. Nope. It's good. What about you? No, I think we think we covered it. Quite a succinct episode. A little bit of a downer. Very much a downer. <laughs> what are you gonna fucking do? That's what Atlanta sports does to you. We keep it real, Graham. Exactly. If you want to listen to some. Guys lie to you and say everything's okay. I'm sure there's a podcast out there for that. Sure, we're not those people. No, we're the podcast you listen to when you're at a bar by yourself, you're drinking, you're not feeling that great, of, and this is what you turn on for your catharsis to wallow in your misery. Yeah, if you're already having a shitty day, just plug us on, and <laughs> it'll continue to be that way. Exactly. Earthbound's winning game will be jumping. We're like, we're like. Uh, I'm trying to think of what we are we got, like, mood swings going on, in a way. We react very strongly week by week to what's what's happening around us. I know all that shit I said about, it, like, oh, I, you know, I'm not going to get that crazy about this team even if we beat Dallas by, you know, I'm, I'm kind of lying to myself because, of course, I'm, I'm a fan. That's, that's what's going to happen. But I'm, I'm going to do my best to try and temper it because, just realistically, you can't expect anything from this team. It's just, you want to so fucking bad, though, man, especially with the expectations coming on this year. And I think that's... Why I continue to want to want the best is because, for the Falcons this year, it's just because it was all right there in the beginning. It's tough to diminish your expectations from Super Bowl or Bust to just whatever. It's really fucking hard as a fan. I'm sure it's really hard in the organization. I don't know what they're thinking, but it's hard out here. Someone who's emotionally invested in a skin in the game. All right. <laughs> well, that wraps up this episode of Atlanta Zone. Should we just restart the Falcons segment now? Maybe. So, talking about the Browns uh, game, it was it was rough. Out see what there. I was upset about? Goddamn <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield going twelve for twelve to start the game. That was very upsetting. Yes. At least is pretty good still. He's still do made we, every field goal. Do, do we do we have a kicker controversy? No, there's no kicker controversy. Are you kidding? What if Matt Bryant comes back and misses a kick? I don't give a shit. That man's the greatest Falcons kicker of all time. He's not going to be perfect on every fucking kick. Did you like Tom Glavin in his second go-round with the Bulls That's complete bullshit. Retired? Matt Bryant's still an elite kicker. Tom Glavin, when he came back to Atlanta, was broken down and retired, I think, that same year, if not the year after. I don't know, Grant. And that was a team that wasn't competing at all. So... Matt Bryant is the least of our concerns. The kicking game is the least of our concerns. The kicking game doesn't matter if your four cornerbacks suck. Your, uh, your defense is bad. Okay, up. I didn't really want to restart the Falcons segment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll try to have an happier episode next week. Until next time, rise up, chop on, stay in Brotherhood, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitomitose it. Hospitomitose <laughs> Sip. And we have a special guest on next week. Yeah, who's that going to be? We don't know. We'll find out.